Lib Liberals Reading Leviticus in Tory Times, 2018, Chapter 21. Yahweh said to Moses, Say to the priests, the sons of Aharon, say to them, For a dead person among his people, one is not to make oneself tamai, except for his kin, one come near him. For his mother, or for his father, or for his son, or for his daughter, or his brother, or his virgin sister near to him, who has never belonged to a man, for her he may make himself tamai. He is not to make himself tamai as a husband among his people, just to profane himself. They are not to make bald a bald spot on their head, on the edge of their beard. They are not to shave off in their flesh. They are not to incise and incision. Holy are they to be to their God. They are not to profane the name of their God, the fire offerings of God, the food offerings of God. They bring near, so they are to be holy. A woman who is a whore, a profaned one, they are not to take in marriage. A woman divorced from her husband, they are not to take in marriage. For holy is he to his God, and you are to treat him as holy. For the food offerings of your God he brings near. Holy he shall be for you, for holy am I, Yahweh, the one who hallows you. And the daughter of the man who is priest, when she profanes herself by whoring, it is her father that she profanes. In fire she is to be burned. Now when the priest that is greater than his brothers, who has poured on his head the oil of the anointing, and has been mandated to dress in the garments, his head is not to bear, his garments he's not to tear. The presence of any dead persons he's not to enter, and even his father or his mother he is not to make himself tamai. From the holy shrine he is not to go out, that he not profane the holy shrine of his God. For the sacred oil of anointing is upon him. I am Yahweh. And he, only a woman in her virginity may he take in marriage, a widow or a divorcee, or one profane by oaring, these he is not to take in marriage. Rather, a virgin from his people, he is just reminding us that he not profane his seed among his people. For I am Yahweh, the one who hallows him. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Aharon, saying, A man of your seed throughout their generations who has been in him a defect is not to come near, to bring near the food of his God. Indeed, any man who has in him a defect is not to come near, a man who is blind or lame or mutilated or too long-limbed, or a man who has in him a broken leg or a broken arm or a hunchback or a dwarf or one spotted in his eye or one with a scab or with eruptions or crushed testicles, any man that has in him a defect from the seed of Aharon, the priest, is not to approach to bring near the fire offerings of Yahweh. A, a defect is in him, with the food of Yahweh is not to approach to bring it near. 
food offerings of his God from the holiest holy persons, or from the holy persons, he may eat. However, the curtain he's not to enter, and the slaughter site he's not to approach, for a defect is in him. He is not to profane my holy shrines, for I am Yahweh, the one who hallows them. So spoke Moshe to Ahoran and his sons, and to the children of Israel. So ends chapter 21. Leviticus 21. Qualified or unqualified? Let's spend a little time wondering about the priests again. In the light of the last couple of days, let's start by confirming that these are not judicial officers with powers of capital punishment. These are ritual priesthood for sacrifices. God says to Moses to say to the priests, the sons of Aaron, what the rules will be. There is a pecking order of authorities. God first, then Moses of Exodus and Sinai, law and covenant, second. Only third in the pecking order come the priesthoods and the distinctions in turn among them. Who do you listen to? God, Moses, then Aaron. The distinction between Aaronite priests and lesser Levites is a later one. Ezekiel sets Zadok apart from the rest of the Levites. Josiah's reform, 621 BCE, separated the Levites. In the Second Temple period, oh, 500s and 400s, the priests and the Sadducees took more authority for interpreting Torah. Till the Pharisees resisted that monopoly, and Hasmonean and Maccabean priests took political leadership in a couple of centuries before Jesus. After the Second Temple, Kohenite and Levitical priesthood was hereditary by family and ritual in responsibility. What do you expect from a priest? What then qualifies them? Is it simply an accident of birth, being a male child to a priestly family? Can they behave in ways to keep due authority and dignity of the role? Sex is one side of behaviors to be restrained among the priests, but so is the touching of dead bodies. Apparently we are more offended by priests breaking taboos and then providing in rituals than we are by other people being unclean and participating in the rituals. Does any of that make sense to anti-clerical United Church folks? Are clergy just parsons, persons, with functional responsibility only? Or do they have other roles and identity on our behalf? And then there continues a clear prejudice in terms of what we would call a prohibited ground of discrimination. Priesthood is limited to male children in the lineage of Aaron, but one bunch of those guys is excluded. The disabled... Why can't a defective body present an effective offering? How does the organism relate to the shamanic role? Other cultures are open to positive associations of physical irregularity with spiritual power, not Leviticus. Blind, lame, shorter, long limbs, broken legs or arms, hunchback dwarf, growing the eye, bowers, boil scar, scurvy, crushed testicles. The lists of disqualifying disabilities is mostly physiological and some accidental. Apparently it's okay to be quite mad, just not limping. The consequences of disqualification follow. 
They're not euthanized or banished or exiled. They get their share of the priestly clan's food. They just can't come inside the curtain of the Holy of Holies. How do you read this stuff? In our ethos of meritocracy, it's hard to appreciate our hereditary priesthood. We can make more sense of moral standards, but we run off the rails again on these issues of disability. But what if we are not the judges of Torah, but if Torah tries to show us something? What word do you have for our hearts? Give us ears to hear.